Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Now, our politicians, from the President to the Congress to the House of Representatives, they lie. Our TV commercials, the average child watches 350 TV commercials in a week. Now, if you would believe some of the infomercials, we would all look 20 years younger, we would all have a sculptured body, and none of us would ever be sick, and we would all be millionaires. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives, so we can be our hands and feet. Have you ever told a lie? Now, if you answered no to that, clearly you're lying because everyone has lied in one way or another at some point in their life. Today, Pastor Ed will be explaining how Satan is the father of lies and that his main goal is to distort the truth of God and lead man astray. The only way you can know the difference between the cunning lies and deceitfulness of the enemy and the truth is by knowing God's Word. You gain spiritual discernment by studying the Word day and night. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith Joshua chapter 9. In Joshua chapter 9, we have an intriguing story of a deception. Now when all the kings west of Jordan heard about these things, In other words, they heard about the Jordan being parted. They heard about Jericho falling. They heard about the Israelites defeating the people at Ai. Those in the hill country, in the western foothills, along the entire coast of the Great Sea, as far as Lebanon, they came together to make war against Joshua and Israel. Now, they heard what God was doing, and they didn't like it. They heard how God was fulfilling his promises to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and how supernaturally God was making a way. In verse 3, however, when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they resorted to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn-out sacks, And old wineskins, cracked and mended. The men put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the men of Israel, We have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. Then the men of Israel said to the Hivites, but perhaps you live near us. How then can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asked, Who are you, and where do you come from? They answered, Your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God, for we have heard reports of him, all that he did in Egypt, 
And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, Shion king of Heshbon and Ah king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth, and all and our elders and all those living in our country said to us, Take provisions for your journey. Go and meet them and say to them, We are your servants. Make a treaty with us. This bread of ours was warm when we packed it at home on the day we left to come to you. But now, see how dry and moldy it is? And these wineskins that we were, were filled were new, but now, see how cracked they are? And our clothes and our sandals are worn out by the very long journey. The men of Israel sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. Then Joshua made a treaty of peace with them to let them live, and the leaders of the assembly ratified it by oath. Let's stop there. It's been said, half the work that is done in the world is to make things appear what they are not. Isn't that good? Half the work that is done in the world is to make things appear what they are not. A while back, there was an article in U.S. News and World Report, and it called us a nation of liars. See, Satan, the father of lies, really has dominated the whole world system. And people specialize in deception. Just this past week, I sat down with a man. He's not from our congregation. But I watched him lie to me. The longer I listened, the more embellished his lie became. And so I was just listening and watching and hearing all the contradictions that he was saying. Now, our politicians, from the president to the Congress to the House of Representatives, they lie. Our TV commercials the average child watches 350 TV commercials in a week. Now, if you would believe some of the infomercials, we would all look 20 years younger, we would all have a sculptured body, and none of us would ever be sick, and we would all be millionaires. It's said that 50% of conversations that college kids have with their parents, they lie. That was one of the statistics. Dating couples lie to each other at least one-third of the time. These are what statistics tell us. Adults fib in this 1995 study at least twice a day. And U.S. News and World Report related a number of years ago that 12% of 4 million Americans lose their job for misrepresentation. Even in the medical field, the field that you would trust... Dr. Cecil Jacobson was a fertility specialist. And he made the claim that God doesn't make babies, he does. Well, uh, this doctor who nicknamed himself the baby maker uh, was deceiving parents. This was back in 1990. And there were 53 cases against him. Deception is on every hand. And who inspired it? Who began it? It goes back to the garden. It goes back to Adam and Eve. 
Satan is out to defeat all of us. But you know what the scripture tells us in Proverbs 12, 19? Truth stands the test of time. Lies are soon exposed. Satan is lying to you. He's lying to this world. God has a plan for your life, and so does the enemy. But you can trust the enemy. I want you to see from this text the deceiver's strategic attacks. The deceiver's strategic attacks. The people of Israel were following God's promises. They were following after God's will for their lives. They were taking the land, and they were being successful. Anytime you accomplish the will of God, anytime God's anointing is on your life, anytime you're laying hold of the promises of God, be assured that the enemy will attack you. When Christians become aggressive and march forward, the enemy is going to raise up his ugly head and he is going to try to oppose you. In Psalm 2, verses 1 and 2, it speaks about the last days, all the kings of the earth gathering together against the Lord. And here in verses 1 and 2 of Joshua chapter 9, it says all these kings take counsel and they're going to plan an attack. You know, in 1 and 2 you see a direct attack. The enemy attacks you directly at times. I mean, you know it. He comes with the lust of the flesh or the pride of life or uh, the lust of the eyes. And you know it's a direct attack. I remember the missionary Dale Prizer telling me how has he worked in Haiti. He could sense spiritual warfare. Now, there are times you know without a shadow of a doubt that Satan is attacking you. See, Satan comes like a roaring lion. And when he comes like a roaring lion, you need power. But he also comes like a serpent. And then you need wisdom. He also comes like an angel of light. And then you need discernment. And so here, the enemy came in the form of the Gibeonites. And he came with a treaty. And now we see a deceptive attack. Someone said that Satan always plays with loaded dice. The devil will never be honest with you. Sin has many tools. But a lie is a handle that fits them all. And Satan comes that way to deceive. Now... Here were some quotes that I came, and I thought this was pretty good. The cruelest lies are often told in silence. Think about that. Mark Twain once said, One of the striking differences between a cat and a lie is that a cat only has nine lives. Those that think it permissible to tell white lies soon grow colorblind. If you find a man who always agrees with you, you have to watch him because he is apt to lie about other things too. <laughs> what was the first thing that they did wrong here? The very first thing that they did wrong was this. 
They went by their senses. I mean, it was an Academy Award performance. The moldy bread, the cracked wineskins, the worn out shoes, the clothing. They examined, they looked. But you know, I noticed something in the text. Did you see how Joshua asked them again and again? You see how we question them? If you look at the biblical text, Joshua said, who are you and where do you come from? Uh, he begins to question them. Let me say something. Pay attention to the checks of the Spirit. Pay attention to those inward checks that God gives you as a Christian. More and more in my Christian life, I'm learning to depend on those inward checks of the Spirit. I believe as they questioned them, there was something. Are you sure you're from afar off? Where are you? Where are you from? God's Spirit speaks to us. And he leads us and guides us. And the biggest mistakes that we make are when we don't pay attention to that inward guidance system, the Holy Spirit. I, I, I notice something else. Whenever you feel like, boy, flattery is being used, we're your servants. We're your servants. Where you're so, we've heard about the great things that God did and know how, notice how subtle they were. They didn't talk about Jericho. They didn't talk about I. They didn't talk about the Jordan. They talked about things that had happened long ago. Oh, we don't know what's happening recently. We heard what happened in Egypt and what happened out in the desert. They were subtle in their words. They were deceptive. The enemy will try and deceive you. He will try and compromise you. He will try and get you in a place where you will compromise. If he can't beat you on a frontal attack, he'll come in the back door. Wow, they seem like good people. She seems like a great girl or he's like a great guy. I know they're not a Christian, but they promised me they'll go to church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many women have I talked to who are married to men who never come to church? And they said, but we were married in the church. Don't date the unsaved. Don't panic. If you feel like, boy, I got to get married. This is the only person. I, I got to do it now. You know, some business deal comes around. The deal of a lifetime. If you don't get it now, you're going to lose out. God doesn't drive his people, he leads them. The Christian walk is not a panic, it's a walk. And so as Christians, we must recognize when Satan will come in subtly to deceive, to trick. Don't compromise. That was their mistake, not recognizing the attack of the enemy. Uh, the second thing that I want you to notice they disregarded the divine advisor. Verse 14. The men of Israel sampled their provisions but did not inquire of the Lord. Now, I really find that interesting. Think about this. Where are they? They're at Gilgal. 
the place of consecration, the place that they prepared their hearts. They had uh, circumcised the males. They had uh, observed the Passover there before as they came into the land. This was where they had the memorial stones. This was a, a spiritual place. And in chapter 8, they had just heard the law read, and they had a wonderful victory. But here they are again, and they're winning victories. They're, they're learning their lessons. They're growing. And all of a sudden, these Gibeonites come and deceive them. And the Bible says that they failed to pray. It's not enough to have experience. It's not enough to be a wise individual. It's not enough to be someone who is reading the Bible. The text is teaching us a constant dependency on God. A constant dependency in prayer. You would think they went from victory to victory. They're learning, they're growing, and they're in the place of consecration. Chapter 8, they had prayed, they had... Here's a new situation. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. Don't make critical decisions. I've seen good godly people lose a spouse and suddenly get into a marriage or go through a divorce and suddenly rebound. God expects us to depend on him to be in tune with him. Pray about every decision in your life. The big ones and the small ones. You say, well, do I need to pray about purchasing that car? Well, I remember as a young person going off to Bible college, was there a deal? It was a gold Cadillac. <laughs> and I bought it. And it spent all that time in the parking lot, none of the time on the highway. Well, pray about everything. Third point, defeat your mistakes. Defeat your mistakes. Notice what they did here. They made a covenant with the Gibeonites. They shouldn't have. The, the law in Deuteronomy says don't make any treaties with the people of the land. Uh, they weren't supposed to, but they gave their word. Oh, I married out of the will of God. Well, listen, you're in it now. Have you ever heard that? I've, I've had people come to me and say, boy, I married out of the will of God, and I made that decision. I shouldn't have made that decision. I'm going to correct that mistake. Wait, 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 wait. You made an oath, and you made a covenant. The Gibeonites had deceived them, but two wrongs never equal one right. Joshua honored his oath because his word was important. It reflected on God. The commitment to honor our word. How important it is. Listen to Psalm 15. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man. 
who despises a vile man, but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath, even when it hurts. He was a young preacher. Well, not so young. I guess he was in his 40s at this time. His brother, his family said, don't get married. He did. He married a very rich woman. She was physically bigger than him and stronger. His friends went to the door one day, and there she was dragging him across the room by his hair. <laughs> he happened to be a preacher, and she sat in church while he was preaching, making faces at him. And she stood outside the door, and she told people, don't go in and listen to him. How would you like to have that as a wife? <laughs> you know what his name was? John Wesley. But John Wesley never left. He did a lot of horseback riding. He covered over 100,000 miles. He was one of the great evangelists, and maybe that was why. <laughs> Redeem your mistakes. Learn to live with them. You know what happened to the Gibeonites? They were able... <laughs> Joshua says, okay, there's a curse on you. You're going to carry wood, you're going to draw water. You know what that wood and that water was for? That wood was for the offerings in the sanctuary. You know what that water was? For the ceremonial cleaning. You know what happened to the Gibeonites? I believe they got converted. Because when the Israelites returned from Babylon, the Gibeonites came along with them. It's amazing to see God's faithfulness even in our mistakes. Even in the mistakes that you may have made, God can redeem them. So defeat those mistakes. Everybody makes them. And God wants us to overcome the deceiver. I remember Pastor Greco, my home church pastor, saying, people like to be deceived. I think he was true. That was a truism. But thank God we could have an integrity in dealing with all of our mistakes. I want to read a quote in closing. To make no mistakes is not in the power of man, but from their errors and mistakes the wise and good learn wisdom for the future. God is concerned that we have integrity of heart, that we do things wisely. All of Satan's deceptions are exposed in the light of God's presence. The best discernment comes when on our knees we sincerely seek God. The best insight comes when we don't depend on our own wisdom or experience, Joshua was an accomplished commander. He was a skilled warrior. He was a man of God. He had encounters with God. But yet, he was human. He was a man. All of us need his help every single day of our lives. Don't ever become proud and so assured that you think you can outwit the enemy. He's a master psychologist. He has studied human race from its inception. 
Only with constant dependence can we defeat the deceiver. We want to encourage you to share this message with your friends and family. We know that God's Word never returns void. We've made it really simple. Visit buildinginfaithradio.com and click on today's date. Then you can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed, or even download a copy to share. Again, that's all available at buildinginfaithradio.com. To learn more about Building in Faith, or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It is our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Joshua, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.